that I may not be laboring like a fool, that I may not be laboring like Mumu, the labor of fools. It wearied them, it wearied them, the labor of it will is them, it will is them, show me things you have hidden from the eyes of pride. Show me things you have kept for the eyes of babes. Show me things you have hidden. For years to come, show me things you have hidden. For years to Oh. 
Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, everyone. and be glad in it. Thank you. We are forever grateful. We are forever grateful. We are forever grateful. We are forever grateful, Lord. Show me things 
you for your grace. We thank you for your mercies. In the name of Jesus. Everyone say, Father, in the name of Jesus. So this morning, I activate the privilege of your mercy. So this morning, I activate the privilege of your mercy. Let your mercy speak into my life. Say, Father, let your mercy speak into my life. In the name of Jesus, go ahead and pray. Your mercy. Let your mercy speak into my life. Your mercy, Lord. Your mercy, Lord. Your mercy, Lord. It will return, it will 
from the eyes of pride Show me things you have kept for The eyes of babes Show me things you have hidden For years to come Show me things you have hidden For years to come Ancient words Release your mercy upon us this morning. this morning we thank you for your faithfulness we thank you for your grace we thank you for your mercy you enable and empower us another day lord we say we are grateful we say we are grateful we say we are grateful We say we are grateful. Father, we thank you. 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 Fill our heart with your word this morning. Fill our heart with your word this morning. 
fill our hearts with your word this morning. Fill our hearts with your word this morning. Fill our hearts with your word this morning. Fill our hearts with your word this morning. Fill our heart with your word this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, as your word comes, let it change us. Let it transform us. Let it liberate us. Let it renew us. That we live here more empowered. We live here built up. We live here renewed. We live here quickened to the glory of your name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' powerful name we pray. Amen and amen. All right. We give God praise more because today is the last day of the month. Last Sunday, rather. Not the last day. Today is the last Sunday of the month of um, August. We give God thanks. We give God praise. We give Him glory. We adore Him because He alone has made it possible. He has made it possible. Yes, we all knew and expected when the first Sunday came that, oh, on the last Sunday, who do this, do that, do that. But if it wasn't for the possibility of God, maybe we won't be where we are right now. So we give God glory for making us a partaker. And we know that on the last Sunday of the year 2023, we shall also rejoice. We shall also stand, rejoice, giving God praise for the end of the year. The last Sunday of 2023, I will see you, I will see you, I will hear from you, I will see you, I will hear from you, I will see you, I will hear from you. You will hear from your parents, you will hear from your siblings, your friends, your colleagues, your children, your husband, your wife, your fiancé, you will hear from them. You will hear from me too, you will see me. Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. One thing I'm 100% sure for is that for God keeping us alive, He has a plan. He has a plan. There is something He wants to do. There is something He wants to do. There is something He wants to do. Okay. Our theme for the year has been increase. Not the year, sorry, the month. Our theme for the year. Who, who knows our theme for the year? So people just joined us halfway. Some joined us earlier this year. They don't even know. Alright. So in case you don't know, now you know. It's next levels. And this month is increase 
increase increase and we'll be talking about the holy spirit for the past three sunday if you've missed out you've not listened to that teaching get back to the podcast and listen don't just pray if you are praying with an empty head you're going to delay your prayer if you are praying with an empty head you're going to delay your answer if you are praying with an empty head you're going to pray in anxiety you can't pray with peace you'll be praying and you are worried because things around you there are times you are praying the more you pray the more things go wrong you are praying no God, as I pray, open my door. The next to call you, God, that you lost your job. Oh, God, as I pray, the next call you, God, is that your mother is sick. Oh, God, before you know, they say your child is sick. So at that moment, it's natural for you to start, either stop praying or stop praying out of faith or start praying in anxiety. But what keeps you in, in that moment is God's word. Yeah, if you are not grounded in the word, you get shaken. The word will tell you don't move. The word will tell you don't move. Stay firm. This could be a test of your faith. So you stay there in prayer and begin to use the scriptures to resist the devil. But once you don't have the scripture, unless you start praying and complaining, everybody you meet on the road, you are telling them your problem. How you are not feeling fine. You are telling them how your mother is now sick. You are telling them how your children are now not feeling fine. How your husband has left you how your wife has, everybody, you begin to tell them your story. Do you know what you are doing at that moment? You have, you have lost your faith. You think you still have faith because you are praying or you have a group of people you are praying with. Nah, you've sold your faith already. That's what you are doing. You've sold your faith. You've sold your faith. You don't know you are lamenting underneath. You are not aware that you are lamenting. You are complaining. So you would think, oh, I'm just saying what I'm going through. No, you are complaining. Stay with the word. Get grinded in the word. Get filled with the word. It makes your prayer easier and more potent. May God help us and give us understanding. In Jesus' name, I call it that. All right, this morning, we're getting back to our topic for the month, which is increase, increase. I will just run through certain things and... I want to dwell on two things we've been talking about. Increase. Psalm 115 verse 14. Psalm 115 and verse 14. Psalm 115 and verse 14. As our culture is, every Sunday morning, all we do is teaching. That is all we do. Teaching. teaching thank you Lord thank you Lord I woke up this morning I saw someone who was spitting out blood I saw someone who was spitting out blood. I pray this morning and I decree that everyone is preserved. 
everyone is preserved. In the name of Jesus. Whatever condition that we bring that we cancel. We cancel. We reject food poisoning. We reject every health crisis that will lead to that situation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Alright, let's get our scripture. We are late already. Psalm 115. The Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. Woo! The Lord shall increase you more and more, you and who? Your children. The Lord shall increase you more and more. You and your children. So it is the plan of God that you and your children increase. It is the plan of God that you and your children increase. Get ready for me, Psalm 71, verse 21. It is the plan of God that you and your children will increase. So when you see reduction in your life, stagnation, stunted growth, just know that it's not the will of God. Just know that it's not the will of God. People have asked me often, don't post, just get it ready. I will, ask, I will let you know when to post it. People have asked me, um, Pastor, when somebody gives birth to a child, this is not against anybody, okay? Don't get me wrong. When somebody gives birth to a child that is um, um, has a stunted growth, what we would call dwarf, um, some autistic, some were giving birth to blind, some crippled, some deaf, some dumb, and all of it. So you said that God does not give um, anything bad. So where did it come from? Something or someone polluted it along the line. All right? According to Genesis, according to Psalm 1 to 7, from verse 4, 5, 6, it said, children are the heritage of the Lord and the fruit of the womb is his reward. Okay? Genesis chapter 2 gave us the understanding that God is the one that made man, made human being, and would put them into the body and bring them out. Between, between the mother and the father coming together, the day of conception to the day of delivery, something genetic transpired to create the error or somebody interfered spiritually to cause that change. In heaven, there's no autism. In heaven, there's no blindness. In heaven, there's no cripple. In heaven, there's no... Uh, Anything you would call it. So where did it come from? Where did it come from? Now, I'm going to give us two backings to that. 
All right, two backings to that. Two backings to that. Number one is um, John. I just hope you have gone through that scripture. So your mind that might have run there now. Uh, pastor is not being factual. John chapter 9. Let's go 1, 2, and 3. 2 should give us what you want, but let's go 1, 2, 3. John chapter 9, 1, 2, 3. Because a lot of us, we have come to a point where we accept every rubbish and nonsense. We accept every rubbish and nonsense. Oh, if God wants it, that's how we should be. If God accepted it, what, what, who are we to say no? Okay, calm down. And Jesus passed by. He saw a man which was blind from his birth. Okay? The man was blind from his birth. Okay, verse 2. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin? So that means one of the things that can create this event is sin. Okay? Children being born disfigured from the womb, sin can make it happen. Okay? So don't feel like you just wake up, you live anyhow you like. You see, a lot of some people, they don't care. They live anyhow, misbehave anyhow. Suddenly, something happened, they now come. Oh, if God was there, where was he? If God was there, why didn't he? Actually, calm down. Who did sin? This man or his parents? that he was born blind. So they acknowledge that, okay, um, the sin of the parents can accompany a child to earth. That was the acknowledgement now. The sin of the parents can acknowledge a child that is born without a problem, without any issue, with anything. The moment the father and the mother meet together, their sin, their sin is enough to affect the child from the day the child is born. That is why it is very important to cling on the mercy of God. It is very important that we cleave on the mercy and the price that Christ has paid. All right? Okay. Then, it said... The man's living or the man's error can also create or bring about sin. Yeah. Okay, verse 3. Let's get into verse 3. Verse 3, Jesus answered, Neither had this man sinned, nor his parents, but that the name of God should be made manifest in him. Okay, this is where the controversy would come in. If you don't read with understanding, neither had this man sinned nor his parents, but that the name of God, hmm, but that the works of God should be made manifest. Some version will tell you that the name of God will be glorified. Some version will tell you that the work of my Father in heaven will be made manifest. So now, if the man did not sin, the mother did not sin. So where did it happen to? Jesus is saying that the name of God should be glorified. So is God now the one behind it? No. Jesus is only making a provision for you that there is another thing. You only spoke about two things. There are other things that can happen. So it could be a manipulation. It could be an error 
of a vaccine that was given at birth, a drug that was administered. It could be um, something else. It could be something else. But, but at the end of the day, God knows how to use the problem for his own glory. That is all Christ was saying. That at the end of the day, irrespective of who triggered, who fired, who caused the problem, let the name of God be glorified in it. So the devil comes and attacks your finances. God comes after seasons of struggles and difficulty. God comes in, opens a mega door for you and lifts you a thousand times better. At the end of the day, God was not the one that caused the poverty. But God used that situation to express his love and his power to be able to prosper his people. Somebody is having difficulty in childbirth. The devil had attacked the body, attacked the womb, attacked the husband's body or whatsoever, and nothing is happening. Suddenly, God opens the womb, releases a miracle. God was not the one that began the affliction, but God now chose to come and show that, man, I have a power that can even make somebody who has been written off medically to become the mother of children. So, let's get that understanding. Number two, Genesis chapter 1, verse, uh, give me 30, right? Give me 30, 31. I think what I'm looking for is between two scriptures. Okay, now look at this. The man answered and said, no, not John. I said Genesis. Genesis chapter 1. Give me the very last verse. Genesis chapter 1. I think it's 30 or 31. Give me the very last verse. Genesis. Genesis. J-N-E-C-E-S. Okay. And to every beast, don't worry, it's fine. To every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life, I have given every green herb for meat. And it was so. Look at verse 31. And God saw that everything he had made, huh? God saw that everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. Huh? It was very good. So anything that God makes, how does it look? Very good. If it is not good, if it is not very good, it's not good. Please don't try to come and use your, your, your situation or your experience to come and, but me, I prayed now, but I did this. I'm going to, I think I'm going to get into the teaching of two things, healing and demonic activities. I will do that teaching. Sicknesses, diseases, how diseases come, how sickness come, then healing and demonic activities. We will understand how demons and spirits are dwelling around us to influence 
a lot of things around. We will understand how spirit influence a lot of things around us and how our choices and our decisions has come to contribute into our situation. I was talking to one of my daughters days ago, so weeks ago, and I said, eat now. Oh, she, uh, she's fine. Then I said, you have money, you won't buy proper food. Oh, the money that she wants to use for something, I said, eat now. Lot of millionaires I know are sick at their old age because of stinginess. Why some? Because of poverty. Why they were younger, there was nothing to eat. Now, they were they didn't even know they would get here. So the little the money they got, they were trying to manage a call, a call. Osa, Osa has eaten up a lot of them. So now they are blessed and they are now managing Osa. Some have lived in a way, some kind of food and all of that lifestyle that they are now managing BP and all that sickness at old age. I said, chop this money now to go and buy proper food. Chop, chop, chop. So such person will now live that life, manage food, manage food with stomach problem, manage, also will now enter to a point that might not be able to get a, a, a medical healing and the person becomes rich tomorrow, become a more serious Christian, maybe even a pastor tomorrow and the person begin to spend money and pray and pray and pray and say, God has not been answering me. I've been praying for the past 10 years now. I've been serving God. Why is God allowing me? Charlie, calm down. Years ago, you refused to chop good food. And right now, you are not trying to choke the neck of God that God is not allowing you. Bible says wisdom is profitable to direct. That's by the way. The last scripture, James chapter 1, verse 17. Okay, let's start from verse 14. This is not my teaching, no. I just want to clear somebody's mindset about God. God does not do any bad thing. God does not bring any bad thing. Whatever you experience that is bad, just know that somebody has interfered. You can bring me any scripture you think you found, then we will check it. Okay. But every man, so now, it is telling you that what we are about to discuss, there is a man factor in it. What we are about to discuss now, there is a man factor. There is a man factor. The word man there speaks of male or female. Your grandmother, your father, your mother, yourself, your husband, your wife, your child. All right? There's a man factor in this situation now we are about to explain. Every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. So every time you go through temptation, he said there is a man factor involved. It is you or somebody around you that triggered it. Okay? Then when lust has conceived, it bringeth forth sin. So that lust, don't forget, lust is talking beyond sex. Lust is beyond sex. When you begin to see a car that you love extremely, suddenly, ah, I wish I can buy this car. I wish I can have it. I can do anything to have it. Like some very funny group of people, those people who chases every trending thing. There are people... The latest car that come now, they don't mind to go and swap their new car on loan to get the latest car. But another one comes on, particularly the sort of people that die for phones. Do, do you believe there's somebody in jail now because of Nokia 3310? There is somebody in jail because of a BlackBerry. 
there's somebody in jail now because of blackberry yes and now black or even the berry is no more useful 3310 anybody you give it to now we, we take you to court or we swear on your behalf and somebody went to steal because of that somebody lost her virginity because of 3310 if you look at that phone now you'll be wondering what was wrong with the girl but that was the rave of the moment somebody got pregnant because of 3310 somebody went for robbery and was caught and was shot dead because of 3310 in my country, some people were burnt alive because of iPhone and 3310. Uh, what is it called? Not iPhone, uh, Blackberry. Some ladies were stripped naked on school campus. Some got HIV because of Blackberry. And right now, Blackberry is no more in vogue. Some people now are running mad because of iPhone. Very soon, iPhone will no more be in vogue. Very soon, very soon whether it's earphone or iPhone or nose phone, that will now be there. But all that tells you is that nothing lasts forever. Just stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. That car you are lost in after. Yesterday I saw somebody driving Chrysler 300 and the kind of dust on it, all the inside, I was, I was like, what is, what are we fighting for? If you know Chrysler 300, the long uh, Chrysler, it's just normal straight one. I was like, what are we fighting for? What are we dying for? This car, 15 years ago, 18 years ago, 20 years ago, you don't even, you, you barely find them in Africa. You see them in movies, presidents. You see them with uh, those Chrysler and Escalade. You see them with Dodge. You see them in movies of presidents. You see them in movies of Niger um, American stars, 50 Cent and Rick Cross of those days, Jaru, they used to do their videos. And we are like, ah, they didn't see this kind of car. Right now, somebody is driving it. Somebody is not even interested in having them. So nothing lasts forever. Nothing lasts forever. Let's calm down. GMT and the rest of their likes. Nobody even knows the Prado and the rest of them those days. But today, those cars are just there. Cadillacs. And all of them, they are just there. Calm down. That doesn't mean don't have what you should have. Don't let it enter your head. Don't let it make you do what you shouldn't do. That is what we call lust. All right? Lust is not only when you begin to have a bodily affection for a man or a woman. No. Lust includes having an affection or having a desire for something that you crave for. All right? It could be a house. It could be a car. Some people have lost for clothes. Some have lost for money. That was what happened to Cain. We got he lusted after the brother's honor. God received the offering of the brother. Why is he not me? Why did God take his own? God said, if you did well, why would I take you? And out of lust, he went to kill the brother. So get me that scripture for that. Let's, let's run it up. Get me that scripture. Repose for me. So lust, Bible said it will lead to sin. Don't forget, it started with every man. So this one now, God has no business in it. Every man, all right? Then when lust has conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished. So sin does not just go through one process. Sin goes through processes. It comes to the place where you, you fall and make mistake and you begin to feel remorse. Then sin will push you further where it begins to process you to kill your emotion. At that moment, you now begin to build on secrecy. You're trying to hide your weakness from everybody. 
all right it start with a little weakness then it start is bringing you to a place you begin to hide your weakness from everybody oh i don't want uh, my wife to know i don't want my husband to know so you begin to deal on secrecy from there it now builds into addiction it builds into the place of addiction and builds into the place where conscience now dies from addiction your conscience dies when that happens he said when sin is finished it bringeth forth death so nobody just dies dies automatically be it physical or spiritual it will lead to death all right now and i went further and to give us another version or another case scenario that could make these things different he said that every from verse 17 every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the father of light with whom is no variableness neither shadows of turning of his own will begat us with the word of truth that we should be a kind of the first fruit of his creature so now it brought he brought a flip into that scripture and said to us every other thing we saw before is of our own doing don't forget i told us about the man factor man 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 but he went further and said there is a realm now where everything good and perfect is possible he said but in this realm man has no business in it it comes from god the father of light god does it does not bring anything evil he doesn't Oh, God is the one that created the heavens and the earth. God is the one that did this. So, who, who now created evil? God didn't create evil. The wicked thoughts of man, the wicked thoughts of Lucifer, our own doing and dealings is what created evil. So now, a new baby is born. Nah, 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 nah. Innocently crying, doesn't know anything, crying over everything and all of that. Gah, 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 gah. And suddenly, this child grows, a child that you will carry, you will feed, you will pull on you, you will be on you, you will do everything. Suddenly, gets to one year, gets to one year, gets to two years. Two years cries fast. Before you say two years. Right now, six months, one year, and the child will do something. You will beat the child. The child will cry, and the child will still come back. Mommy, mommy, auntie, uncle, and want to follow you back. Before, two years, two years old would still be like that. But now, it's not true. I don't know what's happening. I think too many chemical food is affecting our generation. Two years now, beat a two-year child. But the time you come back, um, Junior, how are you? Say, go. Go. It will avoid you. Ah. Junior, what's going on? Say, go. You are the one that beat me yesterday. The very little innocent one does not know who flogged him yesterday. It doesn't remember. And Bible actually said that we should, our faith should be childlike. Our work with God should be childlike. Our fellowship with God, that was why when little children were running to Jesus, he told when Peter was coming to stop them. He told Peter, stop them because those that will enter heaven will be like this. He wasn't talking about their size or their age, but he's saying that children, when, when you hurt them, when you beat them, you have issues with children, they will come back to you. And if those children were running to Jesus on their own accord, and there were many, as Bible explained, that means there is, there is possibility that they were five years old, seven years old, ten years old. That's generation. Then, 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 that was then. But now, two years old, three years old, beat that child today. 
be two years old, three years old now. Tomorrow they will avoid you. Tomorrow they will avoid you. Ask the mother's cry, they will tell you. Few years ago, a child of how many years, one uh, few months will be breastfeeding and be normal. But right now, the child will just target the mother. After the mother has not beaten the child, he now come and use the teeth or the, what is it called? The gum to hold the nipple of the breast. Say, so you beat me, eh? I will show you pepper today. He will just bite it. Wah! The mother will shout, Jesus, what's wrong with this child? The mother will think, oh, it's small. It's a lie. You know what he's doing. So you, you beat me, right? Don't worry. You allow me to cry in the night. I was crying. When you would have come to come and carry me, you left me, you were sleeping. I will do you. Do me, I do you. I will do you. So the, th the whole thing is changing as the day goes by. The whole thing is changing. The whole thing is changing. So God, the, the scripture is giving us understanding. Don't mind me. The, the scripture is giving us understanding that as the day goes by, we should understand that God's word stands sure and forever. God's word stands sure and forever. Every good and perfect gift. The other one said, God saw all that he made that it was very good. This one said that every good and perfect gift comes from who? Comes from the Father of life. I pray for you today. Whatever that is not good, whatever that is not perfect in your life, let heaven take it away right now. Whatever that is not good, whatever that is not perfect in your health, in your marriage, in your finance, in your career, may the hand of God rewrite it right now. May it be removed right now. We cancel it. We cancel it. Let it be removed in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. All you see in your life from today, let it be good and perfect. All you see, all you experience, let it be good and perfect. Everything that concerns you, let it become good and perfect. In Jesus' mighty name, we call it done. Amen and amen. All right. So, we began talking about increase. If you read Psalm 71, 21, Psalm 71, 21, it said, Thou shalt increase my greatness and comfort me on every side. Thou shalt increase my greatness and comfort me on every side. Thou shalt increase my greatness and comfort me. So God does not just want you to be great. God wants you to have an increased greatness. Okay? He wanted to start great, increase in greatness, expand in greatness. Then he wants to comfort you on every side. Don't be great and yet be in problem. That is why you don't run from God when you become rich. Most of us, the moment we get blessed, we become too busy to stay with God. That right now, the problems that begin to come, we can't shield ourselves anymore. He wants to bless you and comfort you. He wants to make you great and comfort you. He wants to, to lift you, give you a good marriage and comfort you, give you a good job, and yet keep you in the place of comforting. Okay, let me just, I think I have one scripture I told you to keep for me. Can I get the scripture now? If you've forgotten it, let's go. I have a scripture I told you to keep for me. Can I get it now? Increase is a normal desire for any serious person. Permit me to use that, that word, the clause, the serious. Increase is a desire for any serious person. 
unfortunately, we've come in the world. Okay, that's the same scripture. Okay, okay, thank you. We've come in a place, in a generation, in a season, in a world, in a community where certain people don't even hunger for a better life. They feel what can come can come. I can't kill myself. That's one of the normal statements right now. In my little life, and those who are older, they will agree with me that our generation is weaker than the previous generation. We are only, in quote, in quote, not actual truth, in quote, it looks like we are wiser. It looks like we are wiser. No, we are just exposed to too many technology and too many informations. So we've gotten statement like, what can come, can come. I cannot kill myself. We've gotten mindset and beliefs that being an adult is a scam. And they've even done a song, adulthood is a scam. Being an adult is difficult. So we are no, we no more have perseverance as it were. And check statistics from our generation going backward. You're going to realize that there, there were less suicide years ago than this current generation. People could face the test of time. People could go through difficulties. People could stand challenges. But right now, when somebody goes through certain things, one, two, one, two, one, two, nothing happened. Phew, suicide is the means. Somebody go through one, three, one, three, one, three, nothing happened. How to kill somebody. How to kill a neighbor to get the money. How to rob somebody. How to put somebody down. How to betray somebody. So you see, we every day, day every day the heart of man keep becoming desperately wicked every day the heart of man keep becoming desperate and wicked the spirit of Cain keeps coming back the spirit of Sodom keep the things God fought the earth for we are bringing them back gradually and we expect that God would fold his hand and smile on us it won't it won't happen it won't happen but we pray that God show us mercy. And those of us that understand the better way, we should stay on the better path and help others around us to get on the right path. To get on the right path. So we have a people who some are just craving for increase the right way. Others are craving for increase the wrong way. I saw a video where a woman carried her son to church for prayer. And was begging the man of God to pray that the child is sick. And when the man of God came in and said, the reason why your child is sick, your child went to use you for money ritual and it backfired. Another one a few Sundays ago that the child died, he went to church crying with the son's picture. Oh, man of God, my son died. He had an accident, just died like that. The man of God looked in the spirit, said to the woman, stop crying, clean your tears. Your son went somewhere for money ritual. He was supposed to come back home to come and plant what they gave to him. On his way back, you were in church praying. It was God that killed him. He was coming back while you were in church praying. So God went to fight your battle. On, and she was crying, my son, they have killed him. They killed him. They killed him. He said, your son is the one that killed himself. He was the one that killed himself. So we have, we've got to understand, we've got to understand that we live in a very terrible world. Increase should be the desire of every serious person, but not on the wrong way. There is still genuine increase. Increase means growth. Increase means to add. Increase means to change level, to change season. Increase means to expand, to multiply. 
Whenever we talk about increase, it connotes that you already have something, but you want an expansion. Okay? Whenever we talk about increase, like the scripture we just read, Psalm 71, 21, it said, the Lord will increase thy greatness. We already have greatness. You are great already, but you want it on a different scale. Global greatness, not just local, not just family, not just rural, not just urban, but you want to go international. You want to go nationwide. You want to go on a different level, on a different level. So it's a sign that there is something already there. So the moment we begin to talk about increase, don't look outside. Don't look outside. The first thing you do is to look within. What do I have that I want to increase? What do I have that I want to increase? What do I have that I want to increase? What do I have that I want to increase? All right. So what do I do? How do we trigger increase? How do we make increase possible? Number one is desire. 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 You want to see increase? Desire is a must. Desire is a must. Second Kings chapter 6, 1 and 2. Second Kings chapter 6, 1 and 2. Ola Barada Shadivra Dasis. It said, and the sons of the prophets said unto Elijah, Behold now, the place where we dwell with thee is too straight. It means it's too small for us. Let us go, we pray thee, unto Jordan, and take thence every man a beam, and let us make a place there where we may dwell. And he answered, Go ye. So you see that it all began with a conception. It all began with a desire. Where we are now is too small. We already have a place. There are people, forgive me to sound this way, there are people that will die in one room, not because God made it so. There are people that will die a tenant, not because God made it so. There are people that will die in certain situations, not because God made it so. Not because God made it so, but their desire their desire they will they feel like oh i can't kill myself i can't stress myself do, do you know the people that, that move to accra and they relocate do you know that that reason accra is too busy accra is too expensive somebody enters the same accra from one village and join the top, top 10 richest people in accra the problem is desire that's the problem that's the problem. Desire. What is your desire? What is your desire? So we must set our desire on increase. We must set our desire. Give me Proverbs 18 verse 1. Proverbs 18 verse 1. 
set our desire on increase. We must first of all hunger for increase, desire increase, yearn for it, yearn for it. If it is not your desire, it will not happen. What will push you, what will make you do every other thing, it starts with a desire. Through desire, a man having separated himself, secret and intermediate with all wisdom. So he said that if, even before a man can separate himself, he start with wisdom. Okay, I don't. He start with desire. Sorry, I don't want to be like anybody in my family. I want to be the richest. I want to be able to help the poor. I want to be able to help the sick. I want to. So before a man can separate himself first, it begins with a burning desire. What do you desire? Desire is not worry. Start crying. Oh, I don't know why. In my family, nobody's getting married. Oh God, where are you? That's not desire. That's worry. It's not the same thing. Desire is a burning hunger for a change. Desire is the right appetite for the right increase. Desire is the right yearning that will trigger a turnaround for your life and for your generation. What do you desire? What do you desire? What do you desire? There are people right now, particularly Christians, we are believers, so I will talk from that angle. A lot of believers have prayer requests. A lot of believers have what they call the New Year goal, but we have no desire. We just wrote it this year, I want to go to Dubai. This year, I want to go to this. And what your desire should do to you is to push you, for example, you want to build a house. That is your goal for this year. And if I ask you now, how much do they sell land? Where do you want the house? Oh, I don't know. Whatever God will. I'm waiting on God. You are a scammer. You are a scammer. So which, which, um, how much do they sell land? I, I don't know. Land in Accra. And land is very expensive. I don't know. You are a fraudster. By first time. So what kind of house do you want? Anything. Three bedroom, two bedroom, four bedroom. You are a Sakawa member. You are a new recruit in Sakawa. New recruit. New recruit. Your desire should push you into research. Alright? If you desire, you want to go to Dubai, the first thing you do is to get a passport first of all. Go apply for a passport get a passport. The next thing you do is to make inquiry. Is there a Dubai embassy in my country? Do I need to apply for a passport? What is the cost of a passport? Do I need to take a flight? What is the cost of the flight? What is Dubai like? You take your phone and begin to make research. And from there, you now know, okay, how do I do this? How do I plan? Will it take me six months? But we want to bank everything on the head of prayer. Prayer Christ tired. Desire should trigger you. Desire should trigger you to go out and make the research that you want to make. Listen, if you are contented of your current level, nobody can pray you out of it. If you are contented where you are, nobody, even me, even the greatest man of God in this country, they can't pray you out. As they are saying, lose him, let him go. You will be saying, time me, let me stay. Your attitude speaks differently of what you are praying about. Nobody can pray you out of where you are satisfied in. No one. We've been online here. I've picked up people by prophecy. And I said, God said, should not be in Ghana. They will say, eh. Or they'll reply, okay. 
Because, number one, some feel that the prophecy is just um, some vague prophecy or just some bogus statement. They don't even know themselves, number one. Number two, they don't even have a desire for a better life. They have no desire for a better life. The thousand Ghanasi, the two thousand, they can pay rent, wear their clothes. Listen, the difference between contentment and how do I, which word do I use now? Is it like, is it like being minute and being content is not the same thing. Okay? Being content, you are being satisfied with what you have. And being on the floor and being satisfied is not the same thing. Many of us have no desire for greatness. We have no desire for big things. We have no desire for great nothing. We don't have it. We feel, oh, if God wish, if God wish, if God wish, if God wish, if God wish. If you are contented of your current level, nobody can pray you out of it. The enemy of your next level is your current level. Most of you listening to me right now, where you are now was a prayer to you years ago. Where you are now, if you observe yourself, you will agree with me. Where you are years ago, you wished to be here. But now you are here. Are you wishing to be better or you are okay? That's what we're talking about. If you are okay, I'm sorry, there's something wrong with you. If you are okay, I'm sorry, there's something wrong with you. I had a time years ago, I wished if I just see some money with my eyes, some amount of money, if I can see it, I don't even want to own it. If I can see it, ah, that means... I'm done. We, I've, I've, already, I've, already, I've already made it. But right now, I've seen it. I've touched it. I've had it. I've owned it. And I feel like I've not done anything for myself. That is what desire does. All right? Please, be careful what you get contented about because God has no ending. Be careful what you are contented about because God has no ending. The richest man on this earth now is not the richest man forever. It's only for now. I don't know how much the person is worth. Billions of dollars. By the next two, three, four, five years, we're going to get a new record of somebody stepping on a new milestone of the richest man. So where you are now is just where you think you can be. But there is a place where God can take you and there is a place where you can enter by making the right effort and setting the right desire. Be careful what you get contented about because God has no ending. If you stop here, God has stopped. If you stop, if we, let's use, let me use money. Since I like money, let me use money for an example. You stop at $1,000, that is the way God has stopped. That's how rich God is for you. If you stop at $5,000, that is how rich God is. If you stop at $10,000, that is how, God, how rich God is. If you stop at a million, that anywhere you stop is where God stops. God cannot do beyond. If you stop, then God has stopped. Ask most people who are billionaires. They will tell you that actually, at some point in their life, they didn't have the plan to get to this place. They keep following their dream. They keep following their vision. They keep following their intuition. They keep following their project. They keep following God. That is how they got to where they are. So if you stop where you are now that, oh, this is the best I can do, that is, that is all God can do for you.
That is all God can do for you. And let me break most of us our head again. I'm sorry, I always come for the civil servant. Let me break your head again. That lifestyle that makes you to just pick a job, stay in your job, you're having salary, you pay your rent, you pay your children's school fee, you pay utility bill, you are not yearning for increase. You won't go back to school to further yourself. There's nothing wrong with being a civil servant. There's nothing wrong. Don't let anybody make you, talk, talk you out of your job. But if you stay in that cycle, get money, pay rent, pay bill, pay school fee, get money, pay rent, pay bill, pay school fee, get money, that's redundancy. You are not living any good life. You are not told your capacity now. It looks like you are fine, you are good. But there's something bigger. There's something better. Somebody said there's something bigger. There's something better. There's, I'm not saying it to make you feel bad. I'm only saying it to spoil you up that you are bigger than where you are right now. It can get better. It can get better. It can get better. You can get into a, um, um, a business. Don't just jump into a business because they said, do what you know. You can get back to school, further your education. You can write books. You can have the best-selling books. You can have the best-selling product. Desire. Your desire will make you research, will make you discover and take action. Your desire will push you into researching on what you, what is it you want to do, what is it you want to become. Discover it and take action. You must be deliberate about your increase. The first question you should ask yourself this morning is what area do I want increase in my life? What area of my life do I want increase now? That's the first question that you must answer. Then channel a desire to that direction. Number two, number two, I said, I said number one, that your desire will make you do research. So it's wanting to say, okay, I want desire in my finance, in my business, in my mind, in my academics. For the past few weeks, we've been dealing on increase on our spiritual life even though we have not called it so. Camp meeting we had physically and online, that simply means we are driving for increase on our spiritual life. Some people began to pray more than before. Some are still praying. Some can now hear God. Some can now, all kinds of things they can now do because we pressed on that increase. So now, what other area of your life? If you only increase on your spiritual life and you are not increasing in your mind, very soon you're going to be a very powerful fool. You're going to be a very powerful fool, anointed fool very anointed one if you are not pressing on your finances you're going to be very anointed sleeping outside or sleeping under malaria your landlord will throw you out with your anointing so it is on it's very important that you stretch your increase from your spirituality to your mind from your mind to your health from your health down a lot of believers don't take care of their health once they are sick, they take oil, they rub on their head, they drink anointing oil, and they say it is done in Jesus' name. What need drugs? What need checkup? They won't do. Drink oil and rub oil. My sister, you are not planting chips. We are not planning to fry you. Once in a while, go to the hospital for checkup. When you have medication, drink it. Rubbing oil like plantain chips, plantain chips, plantain chips. Are they? Yeah. So you must know the area you need, you want to increase about and do your research, do your findings, make your plans and your decisions, and run on it. Number two is action. 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 Take action. Take action. 
increase will not happen on its own. Take a step. Second Kings chapter 4, 7, 1 to 14. Because of time, I will not read through it. It's very long. Second Kings 4, 7, 1 to 14. If you read through that scripture, it talks about the prophecy of Elijah that Elisha, sorry, that by this time there's going to be abundance of rain. By this time, there's going to be abundance of rain. There's going to be abundance of rain. And nobody did anything. Nobody said anything except for four lepers. They woke up and they said, we have going to, we've got to take a step. We've got to take a step. So your condition does not stop God from changing things. God is only looking for who will make the step. Your condition does not stop God from changing things. Oh, look at where I am. I'm a female. You can be a female and yet feed males. You can be a female and yet you are feeding males. Your condition is not the problem. Your information and your action is what the real problem is. Is what the real problem is. So they stood up and they made the decision for them to take the step and they began to move. While they began to move, God amplified their feet. So what God was looking for was just a point of contact. That was all God needed. A point of contact. A point of contact. Lepers were walking. Four men and the Syrians began to hear the sound of a mighty army. A sound of a mighty army. Listen, that business you want to start, start. Don't wait for a big company. Start. That little job you have now, start. That little idea you have now, start. God is looking for a point of contact to make it big. To make it big. He wants to increase. You have one cement now to start that your building. Start with the one cement. Tell God, Father, I'm taking a step on this one bag of cement and this one wheelbarrow of sand. I already have a land. I want to start. I know you will make it good. Start and let God want to get involved. Don't look at the size. When they brought five loaves of bread and two fishes to Jesus, it was not enough for the people. You see, a believer that have little heart and little mind, what they will averagely do is that Jesus would have said, Peter, after how many loaves? He said, five loaves. And the fish, two fish. Okay, what are we doing? I will tell everybody to close their eyes that we want to pray. You, pass back. As you pass, tap Andrew. Andrew, tap John. John, tap James. James, tap uh, Bartholomew. Don't touch Judas. So Judas will, will corner everything. Both of you, just use tie as if you want to go and urinate. Go back, 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 back. Then go out. Then while their eyes is closed, I will just dismiss them. Then me too. I will just come out like I want to go and take my bath. Then we'll just eat them. It's not plenty. It's just five loaves and two fishes. Even Peter can eat two loaves on his own. Let's just corner. But because Jesus had a large heart, had a heart for people. He had a mentality of global project. Do you know what it means to feed 5,000? He had a mentality of global project. Global project. He had a global project, global mindset. He had a global mindset. And what did he do? He took a step of faith, took the five loaves, 
took the two fishes and he lifted it up and gave God thanks, believing God that with this something can happen. And suddenly he took an action, said, Tell everybody to sit down and begin to share it. I'm sure the disciples were first confused. What are you saying? Five loaves, two fishes, to do what? So begin to share. And while they broke the bread, the bread began to multiply. While they broke the fish, the fish began to multiply. There is somebody under the sound of my voice. That your dream is too small. You've got to stretch that dream. You've got to take steps. You've got to stretch that dream. You've got to take steps. You've got to stretch that dream. You've got to take steps. You've got to stretch that dream. You've got to take steps. You've got to stretch that dream. You've got to take large steps. That's your 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 business. Stretch it. You want to you want to serve a community. Stretch it. You want to make a real estate that will serve a nation. Stretch it. You want to own a product that will serve the whole continent. Stretch that dream. You might not be there now, but start from somewhere. 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 I see God increasing you. I see God expanding you. You can have a farm, a farm that government can partner with. Look at a single man like Dangote. He's now part of the people bailing a nation out of bankruptcy. Dangote, one man, one man. Yeah, we can say all we want to. Oh, he's been favored, he's been this, he's been that, but at least he's standing in the gap. Look at a man like the man that owns Epis. Epis Allen, Mr. Allen. He's standing in the gap and bridging the gap when it has to do with airline in Nigeria and most part of Africa. The man is making a difference. Stand in the gap. Stand in the gap. God will turn a little one and make it a thousand. Give me Isaiah 60, verse 22. Isaiah 60, verse 22. He said, A little one shall become a thousand. Take action. Take action. Take action. So, get me that scripture. The lepers, while they began to move, there was a sound. The Syrians ran away. They came. Through them, the prophecy of a nation came to pass. Maybe you are listening to me. Your family is not looking up to you. Your family have even forgotten you. You are the one begging now. You can change it by desire and action. You can change it. You can change it. And let me say this to us. Going abroad does not change your life if your heart is not broad. If your life is not broad, abroad will not change anything. What are you going there to do? What do you have in your brain? What do you have on your paper? What, what, what are you going there to do? So first of all, sit down and equip yourself. A lot of people just want to travel abroad with nothing, 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 nothing. No goal, no plan. They don't want to get back to school. I've seen videos and posts of a lot of people who came down from U.S., from Canada, from France, from where. Say, ah, there's nothing abroad, though. There's nothing abroad. It's a very terrible place. People are, people are suffering. I've been there for 20 years. What did you go there to do? That's the first thing. How did you go there? That's the second thing. Number three, see all your days, all your years there, what did you upgrade? Some didn't go back to school. They didn't go to do any other certificate course. They kept hopping from the paycheck to paycheck jobs, from $1 to $5 jobs, from $2 to $3 jobs. All that went there, focused on school, got a credential, became managers, started their own business. But no, some decided to just become a bedding on the government. 
Somebody was saying last time that her 10 years US visa was cancelled. What did she do wrong? What did she do wrong? What, everything is in school. What did she do wrong? And somebody asked her what happened. Eh, I just traveled to the US. I had my visa for 10 years and I gave birth. The government have already paid for the, uh, the delivery, paid for everything. And they asked her, didn't you go with money? Didn't you have a plan to pay for yourself? You left everything on taxpayers' money. Why wouldn't they cancel your visa? You are a problem to the country. You are a problem to the country. Let there be something on ground. Let there be a desire. Set a goal. Set a plan. A lot of us, you did not plan to fail, but you failed to plan. That's why you are where you are right now. You have no plan that you want to fail in life. No, it's not part of your plan. But because you, you've, you have failed to plan, you are nowhere right now. You wake up without anything. You are, you are Today has come now. There's no plan of what you will do today. So this evening will come. There's no plan. You're just waiting. Oh, my uncle told me I will go abroad. My uncle told me he will take me abroad. I applied for one visa. If it does not come, so what happened? Oh, Pastor Norbert gave me a prophecy that my husband is going to come on Thursday. He gave me, I saw that woman prophecy she, he gave. That one too came to pass. While you wait for the prophecy, what else do you have on ground? What else? While you are waiting for your prophecy, what else do you have on ground? It's a popular saying, don't put all your eggs in one basket. My friend, get on, do something. Push yourself out there. Create something for yourself. The purpose of the prophecy is not to make you handicapped. It's to motivate you. It's to give you hope. God still knows you. God re remembers you. God is up to something. It's to fertilize the, your desire and push it into manifestation. That is why the people I love to prophesy to very much Number one, those who have something they are doing with their life. Oh, I love to minister to them. I love because they take action. But the ones who are waiting that their uncle, their grandmother is their problem, their grandfather is their problem, their auntie is their problem. The reason why they are not married is because in the family nobody get married. Some some people, the reason why they are not married is because they are broke. That's the reason why. A guy just say hello to you, your phone has spoiled. A guy just say, how are you? Your shoe has spoiled. A guy just say, are you okay? Your grandmother has developed cancer. Ah, dang. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Do something with your life. I'm not saying people don't have those problems. They do. But don't wait for somebody to come and solve the problem for you. Do what you can with your life. That's what is killing us in Africa. That's our African problem. We are waiting for IMF and MFI and IDF and FDF to come and solve our problem. The problem tends not to get finished. When you have that mindset, even if they borrow you $1 million, when you have that mindset, if they borrow you $1 million now, there's nothing you will do out of it. There's nothing you will do out of it. There's nothing you will do out of it. Say they said it was loan that we saved the nation. We've gotten loan. What happened? Please, let's fix our mind. Get my scripture. One more time. Get my scripture. I hope I can run through this in 30 minutes. Get back my scripture. Also, okay, can you imagine? Mercy on mommy. All those men be things in school. Also, you can go to school and be limited if you don't think wide or make a business mindset. I learned that. Yes, it's true. It's true. I used to teach a lot on business and other things too. But right now, there I want to focus on prophecy and dealing with Isaiah 60, 22. We'll get to that another time. 
Isaiah 60 verse 22. A little one shall become a thousand, and a small one a strong nation. I, the Lord, will hasten it in his time. A little one. So see, God, God is telling you, it doesn't care how your business started. Don't be idle for anything. Don't be idle. You are looking for a job. Okay, that's fine. The job is not coming. What else can you do? Do it. You can play there. You can dance. Turn it into something. Look at now. A lot of you go to social media. Watch these people that are dancing with their video. A lot of them now are traveling from nation to nation. Yes. There's some um, group of kids now. I've forgotten what they call them. Is this from Gambia or where? We're taken to US recently. They didn't pay for tickets. They didn't pay for anything. They were carried for a, a major show from Uganda. They were carried for a little children dancing local dance from trenches. Right now, they have become sensational. They are known. They are on TV. They have this thing. They have their, they, have, they traveled abroad and you now that say you are waiting for this thing. You've done nothing. Do with what you have. Look at those, um, this Ghanaian dancer that danced last time was brought to go and um, teach dance for one of the American singers' video. Another one I saw them, they were not dancing for um, High Sense with this uh, um, um, Ghanaian lady that art movie. Ordinary dance. Who thought a time would come that dancing would take people to a global scale? We, listen, the world has changed. The world has changed. Why are you shutting your brain down? Why are you killing your gift? The world is changing. Social media is changing everything. The internet is making the, the global world to come to your feet. What can you do? What can you do? Do it. Take it out there. Stop sitting down waiting for one thing that is not coming. You're waiting for husband for 10 years now. Is it Jesus? Huh? You're waiting for a man. A guy that traveled abroad told you that you should wait. You want to travel abroad, he will come back and marry you. And you are doing nothing. He's sending you $100 every month. Even Jesus Christ, you're not waiting for him like that. So people now are even tired of waiting for Jesus. So he said he's coming soon, coming soon. He's not coming. Charlie, let's do something with our life. And you're waiting for a man. You're waiting for a job diligently like this. Ah, I like your faith too. I like your faith. But your faith is not good. It's not good. It's not good. Do what you can. Do what you can. I met a lady a few days ago. What does she do? She sells clothes. She has no shop. Where's the shop? Say, don't worry. Tell me where you want it and I will meet you. Her major shop is a prophet. Her major shop is a prophet. So all the clothes the prophet wears, she sells it. So she will make them come and make an announcement in church. I sell this kind of clothes Papa is wearing today. I sell it. So everybody, her major business, the prophet is a market. Prophet will come. I want some clothes. Oh, buy for me. Give me two. Give me this. And she, she sells them with a very annoying price. I wanted to buy one for the man of God because it's my mentor. Like, ah, mother, how much is this thing? He said 1000 I said, for this, no more this thing. Not because the price is too much, but this thing is too normal for you to say. He said, that's how I sell it to Leave it like that. And you buy from another place, I'll tell prophet not to accept it. And it's simple as ABC. That's our own shop. And the lady has a car now. I'm not joking. She has a car. 
From there, others are now buying for themselves. And she sells some nice things, nice well-styled clothing, even though they look normal like that. But nice style clothing. You've got to be smart. Open your brain. Get out there. Get out there. The world is no more what it is. Alright? So understand that God does not just bless wishes or desires. It started with desire. It has to get into action. Take action. God does not bless wishes. There's a very funny statement that if, um, what is it called? How do they put it? If wishes were horses or what? Uh, beggars would have rode on them. I don't know how they put it. Charlie is a lie. Do you know how much they sell a horse? Do you know how much they sell a horse? Horses are as cheap as $10,000, $15,000, $20,000. Horses are even sold for $100,000, depending on their breed and their size. If wishes were horses, beggars would have rode on them. Beggars won't ride on nothing. They won't ride. Listen, God does not bless wishes. God does not just bless desires. God, you must translate it to an action. He pours his blessings on actions. No wonder he said in Deuteronomy 28 verse 12, I will bless the work of your hand. Your hand must be working. I don't bless an idle hand. Your hand must be working. We are in a generation now where it is very possible for you to be multitasked, multi-skilled. You can be in one place and be in many places. People now stay online. They organize classes on how to do makeup. They organize classes on how... I, I, I enrolled for a class online. Do you know what the class is for? CPR. I wanted to have a knowledge of CPR long ago. I enrolled for a class. Do you know how much I paid? Almost a five, 500 Ghana cities because they are going to give a certificate that is globally recognized. CPR, online, online. Five hours class. Somebody is somewhere, set up a company just to teach people how to do CPR online. That is all the person is doing. They're charging 500 cities for each person. And we are there sitting there. We have a lot of idea, a lot of skill that will make money in our pocket. So imagine that that guy, let's say things are so bad, 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 that one month, one month, he gets let's say four customers in a month, 2,000 Ghana cities. All right? <clears throat> That's not the concept. The concept is now that it is a backing of certification. Okay? You don't just go and just go and do, this is the problem with that, with a lot of us have. We just go and learn something and you have no certificate. So the day you will need to stand in, at the end of the day, you can't do anything with what you think you know. All right, those teach me, I teach you, I know you, I know, I know you, you know me. The, the best you can do with this is to jump in during emergency to save somebody's life. But the day you will need to come into a scale where you will need, okay, you know how to do this. What is the proof? Or you're lying and let me do you. Is that how it works? No, you've got to present something. So we've got to also get out of the mindset of free, 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 free. Oh, you're my sister now. Can't you do it for free? Um, Emanuela, what do you do? Oh, I'm into shirt making. Oh, teach me now. I want to come and stay with you. We are all Christians, so stop that in pay. Pay for it. Get trained, get certificate, and get out of the world. The reason why most of us, the skill we have now, the reason why it's not useful is because we didn't pay for it. It's free. Most of us now, the reason why the skill 
that you have now. The reason why you are not monetizing it is because you got it free. Your mother taught you how to, how to braid hair. Your sister taught you. Your, somebody just taught you. So now you are not taking it as a serious thing. If you had gone to a school, you learned to braid hair. By now, you'd have opened a big salon. And it was just, it's just that thing. That's that little thing. And look at it. Somebody does uh, how to do so below online. And the person is charging money with it. Free things hardly place value. Now, let me give you an idea. Let me give you, can I give you a free idea? Free idea. Let me give you a free idea. Oh, God, help me. I've not done my teaching. Don't be scared to enroll for classes. Okay? Don't be scared to enroll for classes. Enroll. Short courses, whatever. Enroll for them. Practical classes. Enroll for them. Get certificates. Okay? Now, after you get the certificate, repeat what you learned. You have not gotten me. Let me explain. Now, you went to enroll for a class on bead making. You enrolled for a class on, um, what is it called? Makeup. You've learned it. Now, there are two ways to make money with that class you just learned. Number one is to organize your own class. Easy. Organize your own class. Number two is to now use your skill. Don't be scared to pay for class. Pay for it. Learn. Put out an advert. When you have learned, you've mastered what you learned. Organize a class online also. Teach another. Everybody is learning every day. Somebody wants to learn. Put out a class. Add your own idea. Add your own detailing to it. And put out a class out there. And also teach somebody. So you make money from teaching the same thing you paid to learn. And you also make money from doing what you have learned. Listen, we live in a generation where everything now is easy. And you can you can partner with apps like Udemy and Coursera, Allison, and all of that. You now put up your video. You don't need to be there live. Anytime there's class, you go live. Anytime there's class, you go live. And no, you can do a pre-recorded video step-by-step step on how to do these things. Download them on the website. Put a password. Look for those that know how to do it. You can even use Udemy. So every class, somebody comes, they pay for it. The same way you go to Udemy to pay for a course. Forget that a white man is there talking to you. Mean it's only for whites. Put out a class out there. Somebody can even start a class on Udemy for three courses. Is it three or three, whatever they call it. Start a class for your local language, for airway, for Fanti. Start up a class there. Do a pre-recorded course. Put it out there. Leave it there. It could even be on YouTube. Make a private YouTube account. Put it there. When somebody comes, they register for your class, they pay online, you give them the link. You are in your house sleeping. They are paying and they are watching the old you. You are collecting money. All that matters, you are selling value to them. This life, you don't need to be anywhere. Now we have what we call remote job. We have what we call remote jobs. You can do things remotely. You are busy doing your normal job as a midwife, as a doctor, as a teacher, and somebody somewhere is assessing your, your class and the person is making money and you two are making your money and you move on. Life has become simple. Look at those that act movie. Are you watching them live? No. They record the movie. Even after 10 years, you can still watch it and they are still getting their, their royalties. Don't be scared of, oh, this class is too expensive. No. If you don't know how to make money, that's why I think it's too expensive. 
You don't know how to make money. Me, I, I roll any class, so dollars, $500, $200,000, I will enter. I will enter. As long as I know the value is there, don't worry. I will enter. I will enter. Let your brain be vast. Be smart mentally. Be smart. Be smart. Take action. So the lepers took action and God amplified their steps and honored it. If you read the story of the dishonest servant, the servant buried his money. The one that they gave five talents used it, four talents used it, three used it, and got results. The one that buried his own lost the opportunity for increase. He missed out. He would have had increase, but he couldn't get it. Number three, number three, number three, activating increase is the God factor. Number three, activated increase is the God, God factor. A lot of believers don't know how to make money. I don't want to stay on this topic. I mean, I've stopped teaching on money. I've stopped, I've stopped teaching on money. A lot of believers, I want to teach Bible. A lot of believers don't know how to make money. A lot. Their brain is not, they are too religious. They are too religious, too religious, and they pray, pray, pray. So now the church is becoming like a mockery that we are praying too much and we have nothing. We are praying too much and we have nothing. Open your brain. Widen your brain. Enroll for those certificate, um, professional classes. Don't be afraid. Buy materials. Buy. Fill your brain. Repeat the process. Learn what you want to learn. What did the person do to you that you paid? Do the same thing and also let somebody also pay. At the end, the, the truth is this. Whatever that material you are buying is not fake. It's genuine. So this, whatever material you are repackaging and you are so, you're selling is not also fake. It's genuine. Are you getting the concept? So it's not like you are doing something fake. And No, 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 no. You bought a material on how to um, sew clothes and you use the material. It worked for you. So you repackage the material and you resell it. What are you doing wrong? Nothing. Just be careful of copyright so that you don't get arrested. Be very careful of copyright. If somebody did video, you sit down after you have learned your own, change your words, change the content, and put it, record your own video. If you are shy, right now we have AI-generated video with audio. You will type what you want the AI to say. It will give you video. You go online, do it, and a cartoon will talk on your behalf, or a human being that looks like you will talk on your behalf. You won't even talk. My friend, if you are broke now, you are your problem. If you are broke now. You are your problem. There's nothing else. There's nobody holding. You are your problem. Number three, the God factor. The God factor. The God factor. First Corinthians 3, verse 6. The God factor. The God factor. If you must experience increase, you must put the God factor into consideration. Listen, I'm going back to this thing again. No, it's pinning me for the kind of abuse we are getting on tight and offering and all of that. It's becoming annoying. It's becoming annoying. You have paid tight, paid tight. Nothing has changed. You have it. Listen, tight releases wisdom to your head. What tight does is to release wisdom to your brain. If you are doing nothing with your brain, then the tight you are paying will also do nothing in your life. Get busy. We just want to pay tight, sit down. Somebody will now send you another alert. You sit down. So how long will you live on alert? Listen, if God start blessing you with favor, he will not sustain you with favor. He expects you to use the favor that he has brought to establish something. 
If God starts blessing you with favor, he will not sustain you for life with favor. Note that very well. If God starts blessing you with favor, he will not sustain you with favor. There must be something in your brain to do with that favor. Else you will just die and start complaining for nothing. You got a bank alert today. You're waiting for another free bank alert next week. Working for another one next two weeks. Working for... How are they? All right. Where's my scripture? Where's my scripture? Get it for me. I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So in assessing increase, you must know about the God factor. All right? In assessing increase, you must keep your heart on the God factor. Keep your heart on the God factor. Do your own thing. Put in your own effort. Don't take God out of the equation. If you remove God, from it, you've lost everything. If you remove God from it, you've lost everything. God needs your effort as a point of contact. Not because God can't do it, but God wants to partner with you because Bible said the earth he has given to the children of men. So God needs your effort and to use your effort as a point of contact. Check through your Bible, every miracle and productivity that you saw, God will always allow them Bring water, I will turn it into wine. Bring five loaves of bread and two fish, I will feed 5,000. Take up your bed and walk. Pray for the sick, I will make them heal. Speak and I will bring it to pass. Moses, stretch forth your rod and I will part the sea. Okay, have intercourse with your wife and I will make her pregnant. God kept showing us that point of contact is very important. But that does not take away the fact that there is a force behind the scene making the point of contact valuable. That's why I pity believers who value their bottle of oil and their prayer life. The bottle of oil is just a point of contact. The real deal is the spiritual contact that you have with God. The real deal is your connection with God. Your connection with God. God needs you to put an effort. As a point of God. Not because God can't do it like it was in the beginning. When God made the heaven and the earth, he didn't need anybody's effort. When he created everything, he didn't need anybody's effort. He did everything by himself. But when he has made man, the Bible said, there was no man to till the face of the ground. There was no man to till the face of the ground. So God just had to allow a man to come and come in and do other things as it were. So understand that God wants to partner with you. He wants to take the glory, but he wants to partner with you for a change. If you read Deuteronomy 8 verse 18, it says, For thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee the power to get wealth. It is he that giveth thee the power to get wealth. So God wants to empower you for you to get the wealth, but he gave you the power he is on it. He is with it. He is behind it. But he just wants to give you the power. He wants to give you the power and sit there and take the glory to her. That's my son. That's my son. That's my son. That's my daughter. That's my son. 
That's my son. He owns the earth. He owns everything, the wealth, the properties. He wants to put them in your hand. He wants to use through your hand to make the results possible. Hallelujah. The God factor. Don't remove the God factor. Don't remove the God factor. Don't remove the God factor. Number four is cultivation. 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 Religiously or spiritually, I would call this observation. Observation. No farmer goes plant and goes to sleep till the day of harvest. No farmer plants and go to bed until the day of harvest. You must watch. You must clear the wheat. You must fertilize if or when necessary. You must fumigate against pests and weeds and all kinds of things that follow. No farmer just go to plant and waiting for increase. They will fold their hand and they go to bed. No. So when you begin to experience or expect increase, prayer is a must. Your worship, your fasting lifestyle, your observation, which is another word for discernment, you rebuke demonic activities. Checking your character is part of it. Checking your character is part of it. These things can pollute and they can spoil your testimony. Your lifestyle is part of it. You don't live anyhow and expect God to still bless you anyhow. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It does not work. It won't work. It won't work. Cultivation. You cultivate what you have planted. You cultivate it. In the course of cultivating the farm, the farmer can realize that one of the seed is damaged or incense has eaten this one bad and decide to replant it. Can realize that, okay, this one was not properly done. It can replant. So in the midst of cultivation, there could be need that seed you've already planted, you're waiting for increase, to plant another seed again, to make investments. Luke 68 will say, give and it shall be given to you. Good measure. So good measure, press down, shaking together, running over, are all talking about increase. But it starts with you doing something and doing it again and again. You must cultivate. Now, I think I'm going to stop here. I will stop here because of time and those of us that need to get to church. Now look at this. Look at this. Let me use Mr. Eric as a point of contact. Mr. Eric came online, or let's say we're in a physical church now, came to church without, let's say, with a thousand Ghana cities. And suddenly I called him publicly and I said, I want to make you a millionaire today. And I bring out a briefcase and I give him a million dollars, not in check, cash. He came to church with a thousand Ghana cities. And now I'm giving him a million dollars in cash. What do you think would be Mr. Eric's reaction at that moment? What would be his? What will do you think he will do? How will he behave? Excited. Okay. What do you think he will do at that moment? 
somebody who came with a thousand dollars a thousand ghana cities or a thousand dollars seated around you seated with everybody normal suddenly now has a million dollar cash in his hand what do you think could be his response happy thankful okay 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 ah okay all we said is true but the first thing that's going to come to his mind or everyone's mind is security conscious everybody in the church is now a suspect the joy will be there, all of that. But the first thing in his mind is fear. The person sitting next to me, or is he a thief? This is a person they have been sitting next, they have been sitting with each other. They have been sitting since shaking their hand. Hey, how are you doing everything right now? Are you sure that guy is not a thief? He might just go and arrange kidnappers for me. Maybe that guy is even a monitoring this thing. That other one there looks like a policeman. It looks like one policeman for one country that holds Yahoo boy. They will not think I'm a Yahoo boy. Even the pastor, me that gave him the briefcase, he will even start suspecting me. That uh, this pastor should not come very close to me. So he will now. So before he came to church, walked in normal, carelessly, we came into the house of God. Right now. He's walking differently. He's walking very careful. In fact, he will not go home immediately. He will call, he will call for security. So can I get some policemen? Get some security details. Get me 20 soldiers with 40 mobile police. Get me 50 Air Force with a helicopter. Get me 50 Navy. Don't worry, I will pay them. Get me two Boy Scouts. Get me four fire service people. Only God knows what he will do with the fire. All kind of this thing, gun, order a professional, uh, what is it called? Fireproof and bulletproof Prado, and get some police van. Wow, 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 wow. Motorcade, thank you. In fact, if we call the wife, relocate. I'm not coming back to that house, that environment. I suspect our neighbors, they are not good people. Relocate. Go to moving peak or go to somewhere. Check in the room. Don't worry about the check. Honey, what's happening? Forget it. Go leave it. Move fast. Fast. Go and check in the room there. Look for the biggest room. Kempiski. Go to the presidential suite. Go there and check in and stay there. Nowhere is safe anymore. Why? Something has changed. Something has changed. But do you know that that is the same way you should behave? after you receive prophecy in church. Your security consciousness should be higher because there is something you now carry inside of you. The same way you should behave after you have received blessing. Your security consciousness should be higher because there is something you now carry that can change your life, change your finance, change your career, change your marital status, change everything about you. There is something you've now carried in you. But what do we do? We are still normal, quarreling with everybody, doing everything normal, misbehaving, and all of that. Suddenly, we lose our prophecy. Suddenly, we lose our testimony. Suddenly, we lose our expectation. You've got to be security conscious.
You've got to be security conscious. You've got to be security conscious. You've got to be security conscious. So most of you right now, you are no more the same person you used to be. There is a word hanging over your life, waiting for manifestation. There is a word over your life. So because you feel, oh, it's just a word, you just take it normal, you act normal, you live normal. So now, five years have passed, you've not seen the word come to pass. Somebody has stolen it. Somebody has corrupted it. Somebody has diverted it. You've got to be security conscious. We're talking about cultivation. Your prayer level has to be heightened now. Your worship, your fasting, every one of it has a role to play. Somebody pray in the Holy Ghost for the next two minutes. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Let this revelation sink into your spirit. Let it sink into your spirit. Let it sink into your spirit. Let it sink into your spirit. Kateman toga bahaya. Livaratu yakapadan sheketeba. Lekesu ketibre. Zolo kopre ketela kapada shadigos. Livaranaman telegadosa. Ilepere. Oh, Sakapali, Tegivro no Mon, Shatakadivas, Li Prako Sala, Kalebahaya. Oh, Lekeberadijas, Mokondi Braga, Zeketeperaton, Zikebeleketura Pataya, Velekem Breketosha. Oh, God, no more will I talk with my prophecy, no more will I play with my increase. No more will I just cease without a desire. No more will I remain without just a desire. I will begin to take actions. I will begin to take steps. La parasuya, lekelemon sugabalate, rekesuta parato, yadabada, 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 rekesuga de bolotogra. Valaraban Shalagadivos, Le Preketo, Zibaladon Shatagadizas, Ele Prano Salagadizas, Le Tete Gilobro Shatam Belegadizas.